Ladies, welcome, welcome. We get to talk about food today and specifically, let's, let's remove the confusion around food. And what I'm gonna talk with you about today is how truly simple it is. Uh, the challenge is, is that you just don't know what you don't know and much of the information that is out there in my industry, which honestly I love um, the health and fitness industry. I have spent 13 years now in this industry. For those of you that don't know, I'm coach Rebecca Tabert Contreras. I coach Christian women entrepreneurs to be able to radically transform your body without giving up your favorite foods or spending hours at a gym, no matter how many times you have failed before, no matter how many times you feel like maybe it's not for you. I know because I've been there. I know that maybe you feel uncomfortable in your own body. You're a way maker. You are an action taker. That's who we are as entrepreneurs and as executives. We get the job done. You are the woman that everybody else comes to. And so you show up and you get things done anyway. And yet when it comes to your own sense of well-being, your physical well-being is what we're going to focus on today. You feel like maybe you've put it aside in care of everyone and everything else, which have all been great things, and or maybe you have struggled with your physical well-being your entire life. Today, we're going to chunk it down into focus on focusing on by focusing on um, what foods to eat so that when you choose those foods over time, you do get to your ideal body weight and you feel sexy and you feel amazing and you feel good in your body. Fair enough. So I am going to rapid fire today. I will take a peek at comments, but I probably will circle back. Um, as you are joining, type live. If you're catching the replay, catch replay when you guys do that. It really helps me know what you want to learn because I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. I'm here to help equip and empower you. And today you're going to have very practical um, insights into what foods to focus on. There's also a uh, uh, focused food list that I've created. If you want a copy of that, type list below and it will summarize, summarize a lot of what we are talking about today in a really simple PDF document. Uh, so when it comes to food, a lot of what you've been taught is confusing, misleading, because as I have expressed before, within this industry of health and fitness, it is a multiple billion dollar industry. So there's a lot of products associated with it. There's, there's a lot behind it, right? Not only that, but even our food, quote unquote, industry has gone astray over the years. Um, a lot of that literally ties back to initial need and now it's become a marketing, um, <laughs> it 100%, it's become marketing and profit, right? And so I want to make sure that you're equipped and empowered with the knowledge. And then of course, if you need help implementing and executing, then we can chat and talk more about potentially working together, but rapid fire. So it really is as simple as eating as close to the ground or the animal as possible. As close to the ground or the animal as possible. That's um, the first thing to focus on or think about. What I mean by another way, um, somebody actually just, I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday um, and her, the term that she used was, if God made it, we can eat it, right? And that is also a good analogy, meaning that if it is from its original source, 
that is the best. It, I would say 9.9 .9 times out of 10, that's going to be, and maybe 100 times out of 10, that is going to be the best option. One of the things that I teach my clients is good, better, best. Not perfection, but good, better, best. The more an alignment you are with your best choice means the more aligned you're going to be with the choices that help you reach your physical goals. There's so much more tied to this than just your physical, right? There's so much more tied to um, the foods that you eat impact your mental, emotional, your physical well-being, which then, of course, impacts even how we show up in our relationship with God. But today we're going to focus specifically on foods, and then we'll do a couple of um, follow-up videos and or let me know what questions you have, and I'll tag you in a future or prior training or create a future training. So when I say close to the ground of the animal, when you think about the grocery store, you might have heard this analogy before, but most of the foods that are as close to the ground or the animal are going to be in the perimeter of the grocery store. The exception to that, thinking off the top of my head, is going to be like the breads and the pastries. A lot of times that is on the, the perimeter as well. But you're looking at food or ground or animal are things like your vegetables, your nuts and seeds. Uh, dairy have some, has some caveats, but if you don't feel like you have a dairy sensitivity, then dairy would be pretty close. Um, meats, eggs, potatoes, uh, oats, grains, legumes, uh, those are the types of foods that you want it. That would, those are the best options, right? Now you might think, well, why it is, you know, is it keto? Should I not have carbohydrates? Should I not have this? I'm going to tell you, and there are plenty of conflicting opinions, plenty of conflicting ideas. And truth be told, you can even take it back to the research and depending on what that personal bias, that person's personal bias is, they can give you uh, something to support, whether it be keto or something to support being a vegetarian or what have you. I will tell you, 20 years of my own journey, a couple of nutrition certifications and working with clients and, and really nerding out on this whole aspect that it comes down to, especially as a, as a, as a, as believers, God created foods for a specific purpose. Our bodies, when you start looking into the details of how our bodies function and how they were responding to even our foods, it is truly mind blowing. God's mind is infinite. Our mind is finite. And it's so intri intricately woven. I want to give you just a couple highlight things to consider. Um, for example, there's three macronutrients. So as close to the ground of the animal as possible is the first focus. Then you've got what's called macronutrients. And you may already be familiar with this, but we have people from all different stages of their journey joining us all the time. So macronutrients are your uh, proteins, your carbohydrates, and your fats. And let me revert, give you some insight into why each of these play a role within your body. And I'm looking down because I'm looking at my notes. I want to make sure that I don't miss my points. Uh, starting with fats, when you look at natural fats, so omega-3s and omega-6s are going to be found in nuts, seeds, uh, fatty fish. Nuts, seeds, fatty fish. Avocados is a good source. So... Um, or nut butters, right? And nut butter is man-made. Nut butter is a great example. Not to go too much on a tangent, I'll come back to fats, but the, this is a good example of the food industry. The food industry 
knows that when they add sugar, you will eat more of it, you will buy more of it. So even a lot of the nut butters, unless you are really, if you, unless you know to look, which of course I teach all my clients to look, right? If you are choosing to eat something, we'll have to do a different video on labels, but let me just use this as an example. If you're choosing to grab something, even if it says healthy, even if it says heart healthy, even if it says low fat or no fat, you want to be looking at the ingredients if you are choosing to eat something that has a label on it. 9.9 .9 times out of 10, literal, the, anything with a label on it is not going to be in that best category. The reason I say 9.9 .9 times out of 10 is because like our chicken comes in a package, right? Our beef comes in a package. But when you are, let me go back to fat. So using sunflower butter as an example, or almond butter, or cashew butter, you want to look at the label and see if it's truly just the nut that they have broken down or have they added sugar and or what else has been added to it? Because the food companies are adding sugar to just about everything going back to then you'll eat more of it, right? When we, um, what has it been? Maybe a decade ago, there was this huge thing about fats and whether they were that healthy and all this kind of stuff. So all the food industry picked up on that and started making fat free or low fat. Well, when they did that in the process in order for it to still taste good, in order for you to still buy it and eat it in volumes, they added sugar. So there's there's a whole process that you just want to be aware of, right? And there are ways to eat real whole foods as close to the ground of the animal without spending hours in the kitchen or making things really complicated. Um, going back to fats, uh, fats specifically create and maintain your cell membranes. So they are attributed to helping you uh, create brain health. I'm stumbling over my words. They, healthy fats are a source of fuel for your brain, of health for your brain. So the absence of healthy fats means you're missing out in giving what a critical element that your body, that your brain needs. So not only is this not just about having this body that you feel really good in, we'll come back to that in just a second, but it's also about how well you think throughout the day. It's also about how well you regulate your emotion. Those of us that are entrepreneurs, those of us that are married, those of us that have kids, like, right, which lists all of us in some form or fashion, we know how important it is for us as the women of our homes, as the women of our businesses, in our communities. It is so critically important that we build the skill of being able to recognize our emotions and regulate them, decide how long they get to stay and, and all the things. This is not today's topic. But what my point is, is that if you have emotional swings like this, Nutrition is one of the things to look at. Not only your emotion, but your ability to think clearly. You got a lot of brain fog. Nutrition is something to think about and to look at and to evaluate. Um, trans fats and saturated fats can compromise. It's believed that they will compromise. Well, in fact, trans fats are uh, massive. They've realized that it uh, directly related to um, heart disease, heart attacks, all that kind of stuff. So that as of 2015, there was regulation um, requiring food companies to, to begin the process of pulling trans fats out of packaged foods. So imagine that. Prior to that, there's 
you know, decades of it being included in foods and all the damage it was doing. And so even more reason to as much as possible. It doesn't, sister, if you follow me on stories, you know that I eat my dairy-free ice cream. I have my sushi on a fairly regular basis. Every once in a while, I might have like a gluten-free, dairy-free pizza. So trust me when I tell you, if I want something, I'm going to have it. But it is, what is the majority of our choices focused on? Make sense? The majority, when we want to feel amazing in our body, that's going to tie back to our nutrition, our movement. There's several different factors today we're staying focused on, on nutrition, right? So fats, healthy fats are really important. Healthy fats include nuts, seeds, avocados, um, fatty fish are the main categories. The second is protein sources and amino acids. Amino acids are found naturally in our protein sources. And protein sources manipulate our neurotransmitters, which then allows you to uh, regulate the emotion, right? So I want to make sure I don't lose my place. The protein, I just lost my place for a second. Give me one second. There was something else I wanted to say about this, and I just want to make sure I am getting it. Um, yeah, supporting your, um, oh, because that then supports the how you're feeling and how then, of course, you're responding in actions. So protein, not only that, but it is the building block for your lean muscle tissue. And I'm not talking about big bulky muscle. I'm just talking about the muscle that you want to have in order for you to be able to continue to get out of bed well into your 80s and 90s, right? The lean muscle tissue that you want to be able to have to get up and, you know, function. Protein is a main source of that. Now, whether you decide to get that from plant-based or animal-based, those are two different conversations as well. But understanding that protein and aminos are a driving force, not only in your body's ability to maintain lean muscle tissue, which then also supports your metabolism, which is important when you want optimized health. Optimized health um, results in a, like a body that you feel good in, right? Uh, in absence of excess weight, right? Weight that's not healthy for you. And so proteins are super important. It uh, will, those directly impact mood, sleep, alertness, uh, and one other, oh, and then of course your weight. We already talked about that, fair enough? And then last but not least is your carbohydrates. And carbohydrates are lumped into one category when it comes to macronutrients, but there is a big variety in types of carbohydrates that it's important for you to understand, especially if you want to feel amazing in your body. Not only this is um, important for two reasons. One, to be at a healthy weight, also for you to feel good about your body, right? And one of the things that I wanna point out is like, you don't have to be a particular size to feel sexy, to feel great in your body. You also could look at another woman who maybe looks as if she has a, a size that you want or a physique that you want. And it doesn't necessarily mean just because she's smaller that she is healthy or that she feels sexy about herself. Because again, the way we feed our body plays a direct role into our sense of well-being and how we feel, literally. Make sense? So if you're not getting the right foods in, it all ties back together. With carbohydrates, the, the category breaks down into three, and that is starch, uh, 
fiber, starch, fiber, and sugar. And each carbohydrate has a different makeup of those three and or two of the three. And so even if you're eating something that is um, not packaged, right, you still could be eating a carbohydrate that is more processed. So for example, well, I guess it is still packaged, but you look at the difference between um, white bread and brown rice. What happens is when we consume carbohydrates, they're broken down into blood sugar. That blood sugar is then transported on as it's supposed to be, but our energy store, which is what carbohydrates are, or your body is most likely to use carbohydrates as your energy store. We're not gonna go into getting into ketosis and all that kind of stuff today. Carbohydrates, your body sees that as an energy source, so it's moving it on. When it moves it on, that energy source that it's trying to fill up is really shallow. So if you're eating something that is highly processed, the, um, there's an index that's called glycemic index, and so it would be termed as high glycemic. When you're eating foods that are high glycemic, when you're eating carbohydrates that are high glycemic, they're gonna break down in your body really fast, which creates this uh, uh, fast spike in your blood sugar, which also signals, this is for another day also, but just so that you know, it's very real if you feel like you're addicted to carbs, because when you're eating high, highly processed carbs, breads, pastas, those types of things, that sugar increase is so high, it drops really high too. And your brain is very sensitive to low drops or low glycemic levels. And so not only will you feel like you can't quite focus, you feel like you're um, kind of out of it, that's when you feel like, you know, for example, Thanksgiving dinner, everybody thinks that it's because of all the food they eat. It's really because a lot of Thanksgiving dinners are so heavy in fast digesting carbohydrates, which create this huge spike. What goes up really fast must come down really fast, right? So for optimal health and or weight loss and or maintaining a healthy body weight, you want to, one of the goals is to try and keep your blood sugar as stable throughout the day as possible. Yes, diabetics are taught to eat that way. The reason is because that is what aligns with the most ideal way of being. Diabetics, type 2 diabetics is uh, predominantly, I'll say that just to give like there a couple room for a couple of exceptions possibly, but type 2 is all about choices and lifestyle. It might feel like it's out of control. It might feel like you didn't have a choice. It might feel like it's hereditary. What's hereditary is the choices. What's hereditary is the mindset and the beliefs. When it comes to type two, type one is a totally different topic, but type two diabetics develop type two diabetes because their lifestyle has their blood sugar levels. Food is a huge part, but movement, there's a couple other factors. Their blood sugar levels have gone like this for so long that the system that should regulate it no longer works the way it was designed to work. So now they need insulin as a supplementation in order to get this system to align. And then it's a constant lifelong process. It's actually one of the reasons why I started nerding out on nutrition even 20 years ago um, because my dad was diagnosed with type 2 and back then he just he got really sick before they figured out what was going on. Um, and so nutrition plays such a critical role. I'm looking at my notes because I want to make sure I keep this kind of rapid fire. Let me see what else I have about car carbohydrates. 
type your questions below and I'll come back. Um, what else would I want to say? So let me really quickly kind of explain to you. So carbohydrates are going to be things, like I said, you want to limit or avoid fast digesting, highly processed. So breads, pastas, those types of things, they aren't even necessarily good. Like if, if they are good, if you have been living off of McDonald's or Del Taco or uh, something along those lines, right? And not the healthier version of the options that they have available now. But if you've been living off of past uh, processed food, then having a red uh, white bread sandwich is better than your previous choices. Make sense? So you're incrementally progressing and that's 100% okay. But know that at some point, if your goal is to really feel amazing in your body, to feel sexy, to feel confident, to be at a weight that feels phenomenal for you personally, then you're going to want to continue that progression of making choices that align closer to the ground of the animal. And then specifically, um, things like oats, uh, potatoes, uh, what else would be good sources of the carbs? Le uh, legumes are good sources. Oats, grains, and legumes is basically what it comes down to. And then, in addition to that, you have fruits, and then fruits have a wide variety range. And your body, this is where being able to truly work on figuring out what's going to work for you based on what you've chosen in the past will determine what your body is going to tolerate now and or respond to now. Because I wasn't planning on sharing this. Let me check the time real quick. But let me give you this really quick analogy. Type 2 diabetes does not happen overnight. It is a slow decline of their functioning system that they don't even realize until they start not feeling good. All these things start showing up for them. They go get tested and they realize that they're system that should be regulating their blood glucose is so far out of whack now hopefully they've caught it ahead of time i cannot tell you how many people over the years have come to me when they were pre-diabetic and were able to completely reverse that and never go on medication and or people that were on some level of medication for type 2 and were either able to reduce or eliminate i gotta be really careful about what i say but just try i'll just leave it at there is so much that can be done with food alone so that you aren't on medications for the rest of your life. But what's happened is when they show up at the doctor and they're either pre-diabetic or type two diabetic, there were warning systems. It's like the warning system on the car. I don't know about you, but I'm not always great at looking at my warning panel until like something horrible happens, right? Well, I should take that back. I've never gotten it to the point where something horrible happens, but like gas, for example, I could be driving and the light comes on and maybe I'm not paying attention. And then I realize like, oh, you get that pit of your stomach feeling like, oh, I hope I make it right. And we've all done that at some point in time, I think pretty much everybody. And it's kind of the same thing when we aren't aware of the, the importance of the food and how it shows up for us, not just in our physical body. So you do have this body that you feel amazing in but also in our ability to feel good and also for our ability to like enjoy not having medications well into our 80s and 90s, not being dependent on other people for like, whether it be our brain health and our cognitive abilities or our physical well-being or something as um, significant as taking medication for high blood pressure, high cholesterol or type two diabetes, makes sense? So the, Hopefully you don't wait until a warning light comes on. 
Make sense? Hopefully you start feeling that nudge to really look at how can I do better, right? It's not, again, if you try and tell yourself that you can never have your favorite foods for the rest of your life, like nobody wants to do that, especially from where you sit. But if you start looking at, okay, what can I do? What one thing could I tweak over the next seven days that if I did that one thing, I could celebrate it at the end, right? Because I made that shift. Maybe it's getting more vegetables. Maybe it's um, eating out less. Maybe if you're eating out five days a week now, you bring that down to two days a week and you choose to eat at home. Making those small shifts consistently over time is what creates big momentum. So going back to carbohydrates, sorry, I went on a little bit of a tangent, but there's the, the oats, the grains, the legumes, there's fruits that have all various levels. That's what I was starting to say earlier is that some people can eat, you know, three or four servings of fruit in a day and not feel affected and not have any issues. Other people would do better if they moderate their fruit because it is going to be, there are some fruits anyway that are going to be higher glycemic, which means that it's going to shoot your blood sugars up, which means that from fruit, you won't necessarily crash the way you do candy, um, but the, it, your blood sugar is doing this. And your goal, remember, for ideal weight, for whatever that ideal weight is for you, is to stabilize your blood sugar as, as much as possible. Not only because of your weight, but it directly plays into your brain health, but we're not on that topic today. Um, and then uh, vegetables. On any of my programs, vegetables are unlimited. There's nothing um, significant to them, and it's a great way, especially green, dark, leafy vegetables or broccoli. Or and I know it's like the old um, saying, like, nobody wants to eat chicken and broccoli the rest of their life. You don't have to eat chicken and broccoli. It's just the easy example. But changing it up, eat the rainbow. All those things are very valid. And I know that you still want to be able to eat packaged processed food. If it were, it is this simple. If it were this easy, we would not have an obesity epidemic. If it were this easy, we would not have a huge portion of the body of Christ having a challenge with being able to make food choices that align with our optimal health, right? Because what makes it simple in theory, but not easy to practice is because of your thoughts and your beliefs associated with eating, associated with food choices. So many of the women that come to me know that they are, they have a hard time applying self-control. God's word says that you have a spirit of self-control, but something is getting in the way to where maybe you feel like if you have this, you can't stop, right? Or you know that when you get emotional, you tend to go to food instead of going to God. Whatever the case is, if you want help implementing, if you know that, yes, I've heard all of this before, because it's all Google, 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 <laughs> it's all stuff that you can search online, right? To figure out what these foods are. The challenge is often in implementation. So two things for you. One, if you want kind of the breakdown of the foods that are going to be in alignment with that best category, not an exhaustive list, but an extensive list, and the foods that are really things that you want to either moderate or avoid, then type list below and I'll get that over to you. And if you know that you're in a place where you are done trying to figure this out on your own, or you know that you know these things logically, and yet you don't, you're challenged in applying them, but you're ready to take action for yourself because you want to lose 
30 pounds or more, or you just want to radically transform your body, whatever that goal is that's related specifically to your health and fitness and mind, body, and spirit, and you know that you want to have a coach and an advocate come alongside of you, then either message me or type me below and I will connect with you and we'll get on a quick 15 minute call to find out if in fact I can help you and what would be the best approach for you specifically. Fair enough. So with that, Futures Thursday. Love you guys. Bye for now.